Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here, joined by David Smith. Yellow. He's the executive director of Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. And our guest is Rich Hardian, the chairman of Illinois Family Action. Dave, still looking our wounds over the election. Uh, here in Illinois especially, uh, the results, not good. Not uh, good at all. Uh, unless you look at it as, well, it, the whole thing's buried now. <laughs> Let's start over. Well, I mean, that, that's that's <laughs> definitely one perspective. As I said in the original uh, postmortem podcast, Illinois got hit with a blue tsunami, and uh, we are... <laughs> to say we're underwater is to put it mildly. Uh, you know, 4.4 million people came out to vote, and that's up from 3.6 from the last gubernatorial election. And they voted to overwhelmingly give Democrats control of the state of Illinois. And in a way, as you point out, there is good news in that because they have to take ownership now of this state. And many people are predicting the state's going to crash and burn fiscally. It's already crashing and burning morally. So let them take ownership. Maybe then, maybe then some of our neighbors, some of the folks in the church will wake up after they feel the pain and say, oh, man, I need to pay attention. <laughs> I we, need to get involved. We, maybe we need to change course and right. go in a different direction, Rich. I'm just sitting here thinking, has that in the past ever changed uh, the voting populace? I think of um, areas like Detroit, and it was devastated by liberal policies. It destroyed the city. It destroyed the infrastructure. Did, that, did, did they have their reckoning where they said, you know what, we need to take a look at our positions and see that uh, in the end it leads to death and destruction right, right, and moral right. decay? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not as optimistic about that. No. Um, but I am hopeful that um, I, I think a better way to look at it is uh, perhaps we can um, bury the current uh, Republican Party yes. and have a true yes. conservative policy, one that stands for uh, true fiscal conservative right. uh, values, um, the family Mm -hmm. uh, pro-life. And if you've heard me talk before, I am 100% pro-life. It yep. means so much. You cannot have a view of the unborn and a view of, uh, the rest of life different. You just can't. And, um, you know, you will probably see out of the, out, out of the, uh, uh, current administration, things like, uh, doctor assisted suicide, right. The, the right to end your life. And then, you know, across the border in Canada, um, you know, they're talking about ending children's lives without parental consent. And so, you know, <laughs> will brother. it, come, will it right. come here? Yes, it will come here. That's right. And uh, I know we're going to talk about some of the consequences of this election because elections do have consequences. Well, that's one of the good things is that uh, the Illinois Republicans, conservatives will have a chance to rebuild the Republican Party in Illinois. That's good. Um, but I still believe that if... Christians in this state were more aware of their politics, their state politics, instead of 
all the other distractions that are calling their lives. I'm not saying this is absolutely number one priority, but it's got to be in the top five. Yeah. How, how do we do that? Because, you know, you say Christians, well, you're saying Christians don't vote their values. Right. Um, or may, maybe, maybe don't even vote. Well, maybe it's the word politics, and we need to stop thinking of it as politics. Right. And we need to think about it. I mean, these are our life issues. We're blessed with the ability to vote. That's right. We don't have to vote with armed guards. We don't have to worry uh, about some of the things the rest of the world does. That's right. Um, and we're taking it for granted. And Well, <laughs> as Christians, we need to look at it as a stewardship issue. God is. blessed us with this amazing gift called self-government. It is a stewardship issue. I mean, he, uh, right back in the original uh, book, Genesis, God asked us, not not only asked us, but commanded us to take care of this world. That's right. That's and right. We, it's called uh, the creation mandate. Well, God has set up government to govern this world right. for the benefit of mankind. And so you just put those two thoughts together, and it means right. uh, in America, because we are governed by the people— that's right. Um, we are only going to be governed by the people that vote. And I'm not saying, and I'm sure you're not saying, that if Christians were to take back the government, right, that everything would be hunky-dory. <laughs> no, but it certainly wouldn't be this bad. And if Christians were involved, we would have better people elected to the legislature, elected to the governorship and all the other constitutional offices, uh, and we wouldn't be experiencing the problems and the policies that are being promoted in the state of Illinois. I, I agree with that. But you know, even more importantly, I think that the message that conservative—well, let's not say conservatives—the message that the Christians would have in voting is a much more compassionate message mm -hmm. than a Republican message of today, especially in Illinois. That's right. Um, you know, we do, through our churches, we care about the poor, we we care about the unborn, we care about the children. The women in crisis pregnancies. We do. Yeah, um, uh, that's right. Many of us do it because it's on our heart, but we also do it because that's what God has commanded us. The, the left— is so ignorant about what we do for for families in crisis pregnancies. Um, they keep saying, hey, you only care about the child until it's born, and then afterwards you don't care. And that is so untrue. Thousands of crisis pregnancy centers have volunteers and counselors and, and material goods to help women with their not only infants, but their toddlers and their preschoolers and their grade schoolers. And all of that, all the way through, they're there to walk with you and beside you to honor life. And the left just doesn't get that. No, the, I, the, the left populace, just as the conservative populace, so the populace of America doesn't know what's really going on in the Christian uh, conservative right. uh, representation or what would you call it? I mean, they well, don't see what goes on every day. No. And I believe that the people in this country have a great heart, whether you're on the Republican or Democratic side, liberal or conservative side. I believe that um, the parties are controlled by sound bites and mm -hmm. misinformation. That's right. And so, you know, like here. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I'd say it's not that the left doesn't know that we're doing this, is that they lie about it. Hmm. It's a combination of both. I, yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't want to disagree with you, Monty. Yeah. But I've had people say, "Where are you?" Yeah. And when I pointed out, so they said, "Oh, I never knew about that." Mm. <laughs> yeah, and let, let, we have to make a distinction 
that it's when we say left, we're not talking about the populace of the Democratic voter. We're talking about the leadership yes. that controls right, right, right. the Their message. Line. That's right. right. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, and, and the parties have done such a great job of, of we, we now fight with each other. But at the end of the day, the people that are next door to our neighbors, I mean, they still care about life. They still care about work. They still care about people. Um, we, we may do it differently, but the message has been stolen. Yep, that's right. You know, here's the message that's not getting out about conservatives and what our values are. It's that we want to promote fatherhood. Right. Which would eliminate this so-called uh, crisis pregnancy problem we have. That's right. Okay. It would eliminate gang problems, drug problems, um, the, the under-education problem. In our in our inner cities, the crime problem. I mean, the, the the domino effect of fatherlessness is so far-reaching that society just doesn't understand the vital role a father plays in the home, raising his own children. And and I think the leadership of the left knows that that is a solution to a lot of these problems. But they don't want to acknowledge it. They want to be. They want to pretend that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it does matter. And it's the proof is in the pudding. Well, it, you know, if, if, if you're getting welfare benefits and uh, all these other things, right. you're going to be voting for that party, well, the, the Democratic and, and Party. And that's what they want. They want to uh, encourage and foster dependence on the state. And that's, again, why... The conservative Christian message needs to get out there is because we want people to do better than welfare, better than that check. We want them to realize that God wants them to flourish yeah, and all, to be productive members of society. All men, all women are created in God's image. There's no color distinction in and they're God's all equal. economy. All they, equal. They are all equal. That's right. And and they could pursue their God-given skills and uh, be productive members of society. That's what we need. And that's that's really the conservative Christian message, right? It is. And I would say one of the, the benefit of this the last election cycle is we've seen groups of people, especially in the African-American community and in the Hispanic community, who have traditionally voted along party lines without really seeing what their party stands for. Wow. Right? Yep. We're, we're seeing kind of a an awakening yep. to the idea that, hey, this party may not have my best interest in mind. We voted for this party for the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right. and we're still impoverished, yep. right? We're still, right? We still have broken neighborhoods. Our school systems are not better. Maybe <laughs> we shouldn't buy into this lie, and maybe That's we right. should try the other person why? Well, because what we got now is not working. That is something I want to pick up at and, uh, when we come back from the break. All right. This is Illinois Family Spotlight. Stay tuned. We'll continue our conversation about the election and the aftermath after this. Hi, this is Pastor McCracken, pastor of the Church of Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in Markham, Illinois. For the last four years, our church has been struggling to overcome the city's efforts to shut us down. In the midst of all of our legal issues, we felt overwhelmed and discouraged. All we wanted to do was worship the Lord and serve our community. We needed a law firm that not only had the knowledge of the law, but the same commitment of the kingdom of God. 
the Lord connected us with the law firm of Malcolm Baker. The attorneys at Malcolm Baker have not only provided us with exceptional legal representation and counsel, but have also provided us with the added gift of lawyers who pray with us and seek the guidance of the Lord at every step. After working with Malcolm Baker, we can't imagine working with anyone else. Hi, this is Noel Sterrett, an attorney with Malcolm Baker. If your church or ministry has any legal needs, please call us, 312-726-1243, or look us up online at maukbaker.com. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Planned Parenthood has a new leader, Dr. Lena Wynn, and she spent her first days on the job, as Alexandra DeSanctis of National Review Online tells us, to convince Americans that Planned Parenthood has nothing to do with abortion. Planned Parenthood is actually the most prolific provider of abortions in the United States. It is thus the most murderous organization for the unborn in our nation. But elite media outlets are going along with Planned Parenthood's public relations effort. The New York Times Magazine offered fawning coverage of Dr. Wynn and quoted the new leader arguing that she is essentially, of all things, pro-life. Quote, what I do is promote life, she said. I'm a physician. Everything I've ever done is to save lives. Now just remember... Last year alone, Planned Parenthood clinics performed 321,384 abortions. Those abortions tell a very different story, and we shouldn't be fooled. I'm Albert Moeller. Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here along with Dave Smith and Rich Hardian, the chairman of Illinois Family Action. We're talking about... Post-election Illinois. Yes. Where do we go from here? That's right. Well, uh, Rich, you you pointed out um, that there is a phenomenon going on with the black and Hispanic communities. Uh, President Trump's approval ratings are going up. I would like to say that's because he is an unabashed fighter. He is fighting for what he believes in, and not all the time do we agree in, in, in the way he fights, but he is fighting. And as a result, he is earning the respect of people all across the country, and including in the black and Hispanic communities. Now, I want to step back and say, and look at the number, the, uh, uh, the amount of money that was spent in Illinois by our two multi-millionaire uh, contenders, well, the top that, two. Remember, the media keeps saying billionaire Pritzker. Right, billionaire Pritzker, multi-millionaire Ronner. So, and of course, this is what it was. So, JB donated to his campaign. We don't know how much he spent of it yet, but a hundred and seventy-two million dollars to his own campaign. Wow. Bruce Runner s- donated $63 million to his own campaign. So JB broke all the records. Okay. He broke all the records. But here's what I want to ask. Well, Where was Runner spending that money trying to reach out to black and Hispanics who are starting to love on Trump? Where was he? Did he fight? Did he fight for those values? Did he fight to get those new voters and bring them into the tent? No, he distanced himself away from the president. No, exactly. Except when the president came to Illinois, he did show up. But you know, but but, but he didn't even <clears throat> stick around. He when, left. He left. When when I hear those numbers, can I just say this? <laughs> Why in the world would anybody spend one hundred and seventy-two million dollars or sixty-three million dollars on this position? I mean, th- there's a problem in politics <laughs> that we spend this much money. Um, 
you know, we just looked up the salary that a governor in Illinois would receive. It's $177,412. Now, notwithstanding that many school administration figures make a lot more than that. But why would you spend that much money? I mean, are we broken? No, yes, we are broken. Uh, we are, we're, and we're in, as Dan Prof would say, we're fixed. Yeah. But, but the fact is they're looking for the power. Right? Yeah, well, and let's answer your question. Did, yes. did, did Rauner go into the various communities? What, what was his message when it came out? Um, his message was basically anti-J.B. Pritzker. Right. Right. I mean, he, he lost my vote over the life issue. Yep. Right. But to, to a greater degree, if we have two candidates together that are spending two hundred and forty million dollars on this election, not even to mention the good that that money could do. Right. How come we don't have a decent message going out to the populace about what really is on the table for Illinois? That's right. Great, great question. No, I mean, we look at our. Uh, lower economic areas. And, and the Bible tells us we're going to have the poor with us forever. Mm-hmm. We can't get away from that. You can't legislate no poor. That's socialism. It doesn't work. Check out Venezuela. <laughs> <Exactly>. So <laughs> that said, why are we not... Are the taxes lower there? <laughs> <laughs> but but why, why do we not care from this level... For those that are less fortunate, our school systems, the 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 unborn child. That's right. The uh, I mean, there's so many things we could fix. Well, and we're and we're going to see in the future what something we're going to talk about is uh, is the expected legislation that we're going to see in the next term here, the next session of the General Assembly under J.B. Pritzker. Now, that could include what's pending right now in our Assembly, uh, 3249. It's it's a bill that would mandate LGBT history. In kindergarten through 12th grade. Whitewash history. Whitewash history, right? Indoctrination history. Indoctrination is absolutely right. We're we're considering, uh, and I suspect these will be up for consideration in the next session, marijuana legalization. You want to talk about caring about the the, the communities? This is going to have a devastating effect in our communities, especially in the inner city. How about gambling expansion? Mayor Emanuel and his ilk want to have a casino downtown Chicago. Owned by the city of Chicago. Owned by the city of Chicago. Oh, there's no problem there. What, what could go <laughs> no wrong? red flags there, right? <laughs> right. So, so think about the poorest of the poor in the city of but Chicago. But it's just not casinos. They want online sports betting. That's right. Absolutely. And That's internet thing. gambling. That's right. That's right. And you think... Casinos are bad enough. Well, casinos um, are pretty bad. Imagine a, ki- a casino on your kid's phone. Right. right, right, right. Well, yeah, that's that's a great point. But I was I'm thinking of you know getting on the CTA or the L and getting downtown after a week's worth of work and gambling your check away at the casino. The poorest of the poor. Think about that. How about the push to uh, have assisted suicide or what they're euphemistically calling the right to die. Or, or parental notice. In Illinois, after 15 years of litigation, we finally had the parental notification of abortion go into effect. Well, you know what? The left wants to water that down so much, they want to be able to put in clergy. Well, you don't have to just notify parents. You can notify clergy. And guess what? Planned Parenthood has their high priests, their clergy members, standing in the wings to say, oh, yeah, that little girl, 16 years old, 
told me she was going to go get an abortion. And I said, okay. You know? So that's God's done. will. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Right. And blessed, it probably blessed it. Yeah. And blessed it. You know, how about homeschooling freedoms, Rich? Uh, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I think it was 10 years ago now, maybe a little bit more, uh, we had a state senator who wanted to register all the kids, homeschool kids, like dogs. They wanted them registered. What? Say what? What's, what business of it is yours? You know, until, by the way, until they get their act together and start having kids graduate with proficiency levels above 50%, don't talk to us about homeschooling. Now, and I know you're, when you say they, you're talking about public schools. Public but, schools, government schools. As you're passionately going through these things, and rightfully so, yes. I, what I'm hearing is, you know, people say this is politics. It and, isn't, is and, it, Rich? And that's what I want. I would love to see us get rid of that word because it's not politics. It isn't. M- maybe some of the backroom stuff is what we define as politics or or some of that. But these are issues that have affect our ha- family just as the decision to buy a car or not. That's right. Just as the decision to where we go to school. Yep. Just as the decision as to what extracurricular activities we put our children in. We spend time with those decisions. Why don't we spend time on oh, these decisions? good question. And, you know, this wave of things where people, I could see people listening to the podcast right now. Some are going to roll their eyes and go, yeah, well, whatever, that's just politics. But, you know, within two days of the election, uh, J.B. Pritzker, the, the news story came out that he wants to take marijuana, recreational marijuana use, and make it legal. High potency. Right. And anybody that was convicted of a crime wants to let them go. Oh, and and get them to vote, by the way. Give them back because felons can't vote. So he wants to restore that to them. Yes, although there was a state that did put that back on. Yeah, Yeah, Florida. So, I mean, the issues, whether you voted or not in this election and who you voted for, you have voted for a person that is willing to take recreational marijuana and put it into our communities. Now, uh, Illinois Family Action, I believe, has been doing uh, the the No Weed, Monty, with you. Yep, No Weed, Illinois. And um, I, I have been on some of those podcasts. We've interviewed many, many people from Colorado. Yep. And I am um, appalled is probably the an, um, not even strong enough at the things that I'm hearing and seeing yep. uh, right down to... Uh, kids being marketed with uh, toys and uh, treats wrapped marijuana. Gummy it's, bears, cookies, yes, brownies, suckers, yes. soda pop. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know, we are, uh, you know, we're going to be a wasted state oh, in more it, ways it, than it's, one. It's going to be, and, and that's what I want to talk about in a moment. But before we get there, because I, I really believe the marijuana issue is going to exasperate and expedite our drift as a culture away from God. Agreed. Okay? But before we do that, let's let's talk for a moment about the fact that there are lots of people in Illinois talking about, if they haven't already, flee. Fleeing the state. <laughs> Getting out of Dodge. And believe me, I, I posted this recently on my Facebook page, a picture of a log cabin uh, in, in a very snowy woods saying, hey, I'd like to get away and uh, isolate myself from all these Mm-mm. people and uh and and find uh, you just get away from it all you know you know that's that's our maybe our knee-jerk reaction right I, i'm just tired of it i'm up to my eyeballs i am tired of hitting my head against the wall right and, and getting the same results that's not what god calls us to though right 
No, no. And, and you know, um, our leadership in Illinois needs to be looking at Illinois as a state that wants to attract able-bodied working individuals. Right. And our policies are sending people away. I, you know, and, and I, I laugh at this, but I've had two conversations in the last 45 days with people who've said that they've tried to rent a U-Haul. And they can't rent any U-Hauls because the, they don't have them in stock anymore. People are getting them, taking them out of the country, and or out of the country, take that back, taking them out of the state, <laughs> yeah. right? And then leaving them. I think them. that's the runners. The runners are going to Italy. I think that's where they <laughs> said they were going to head, but anyway. Right, but you can't even get a U-Haul. No, I know. And, and it's, it's not even a joke. Well, one of the people tried to rent a minivan to go on vacation and couldn't do it. And they were told by the car rental agency that people are renting these, taking them to different states and leaving them there because they're not coming back. And so, I mean, that is a real problem. And for it to get to that level, yeah. that tells you the state of how, of, of the exodus of Illinois. Well, I think we should be fighting. Um, not in a, you know, <laughs> violent manner, but fighting for good, right? Jeremiah was told uh, even though he was living in Babylon, under Babylon rule, under tyranny, God told him, seek the welfare of the people. Seek the welfare of the people. In, in Romans, we're told to be joyful in hope and to be patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. You know, we've got to step back and understand the bigger picture and what God is doing here. Um, there's going to be a lot of hurt. There's a lot of Broken families on the horizon. Maybe God has got us here to be missionaries and to reach out and to be um, a light in a very, very dark culture and a culture that's growing darker. Maybe God is saying, I want to use you. And if we're saying, no, I want to run where there's more light, and I get that, we can't be used. Can yeah. we? Yeah, I mean, I think running is 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 not the option, especially for a Bible believing Christian. You know, what are you going to pick up and go somewhere to have lower property taxes and things of that nature? I, I think the call that you mentioned, David, um, is really our call. We're to be light in a That's dark right. world, and the dark world is coming ever so closer. Well, and to that other point, Galatians six nine says, "Let us." not become weary in doing good, but at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So in other words, God is saying, be patient. Mm. Mm. Be patient. It's coming. Don't worry. And it may not be here in this earthly realm that we reap the harvest, but who knows? Maybe God's saying, I want you to reach 10 families, maybe 100 families, 1,000 families, you know, and help pull them back from the brink. Who knows? I, I'd like to see people who are listening to this and uh, some other folks who say they're Christians and they're conservatives and all this have a conversation with their pastor, have a conversation yes. with the elders, yes, yes, yes. and say, why aren't you addressing these moral issues from a biblical perspective? They're not political issues, like you pointed out, Rich. These are moral issues. Tell people what the Bible has to say about this. We've gotten away from that. You don't hear that in a, and, and, from and the also, pulpit. I, I think pastors, 
because we haven't done the worldview training, you know, how to think through these things, we now have to start preparing our churches, our families, our kids and grandchildren um, to be living in exile. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be living in Babylon, right? I mean this this is what's coming here. There was a Rod Dreer, who's a um, a writer with the American Conservative, has a an amazing article. He interviews a British parson. They're farther ahead of us. Their culture is no well past post Christian, and it is enlightening to read what he has to say. I and condemn I commend it to you. Read it. It's it's on the American Conservative. It was back in March when it was published, but it is a, a very powerful article, and it kind of gives you insight on what's coming here and what we should be expecting. Now, should we run away from it? No, no. This is this is what this is the time God has called us. We are here. This is our time. There's so many things that we're blessed with, right? And this is just one of those trials we're going to have to get through. Well, from an individual perspective, now is the time to get your family together. Yes. Rediscover the Bible Amen. if necessary. Amen, Rich. Um, and, and commit to having daily time in God's Word. Absolutely. And th- your children need, and grandchildren, need to be close because they're going to have to depend on each other as the culture drifts further and further away from God hostility for the things of God are going to increase and we're going to survive as families and family units and as churches and so there's got to be unity in the church that's another thing that is desperately needed yeah unity in the church can easily come when the church preaches what's in the bible well on a lighter note (laughs) <laughs> Four years from now, who will be the governor of Illinois? Well, we can't say that for sure, but I can tell you that I am certainly hoping that Jeannie Ives takes another shot at it. That's right. And you know what? As we're thinking and contemplating, you know, Peter Breen may have lost his state Senate seat or state representative seat in Lombard, but um, maybe he'll run for Peter Roskam's old seat. Maybe he'll run for governor in, in four years. Who knows? There's there's a lot of talent in Illinois uh, and good conservative, principled people. Um, but we need to get our act together in the meantime and uh, get, and create a, a stronger movement of Christians who actually care about what's going on in the culture. And we need to start that now. We, yes. we don't want another non-conservative, non-moral individual leading the Republican Party. So if we start now— That's right. Um, we, we might have a chance at, That's right. at change. That's right. All right. Well, we've talked about a lot of things. There's so much more we could talk about, and maybe we'll get back to some of this uh, in a future podcast here on Illinois Family Spotlight. Rich, thank you so much. God bless. Uh, how can uh, folks pray for you? What's on your mind? Well, I did not expect to get that question. You know, honestly, I I just want to be able to hear and do what God tells me to do. Amen. All right. Dave, thank you. You got it. And uh, thanks to the folks who will be editing this, (laughs) (laughs) including that edit right there. So thank you, Ben Smith, who will do the editing. And uh, thank you, folks, for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. If you'd like to contribute to Illinois Family Institute, just call 708-781-9328. Remember, all donations are tax deductible. Tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. God bless. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize. 